Welcome to Series 2 of the Earth Your Wild podcast, the podcast where we talk about how to make your business more sustainable. I'm Jack. And I'm Ellie. We had so much fun making the last series that we thought we'd come back for another one. Um, how did you get on with the last series, Jack? Yeah, it was fun. It was good. I, no, I really enjoyed speaking to other businesses um, in the community and hearing stories, especially businesses bigger than us and businesses smaller than us. Yeah, who was your favourite guest? My my favourite was Phil from Phil Refill, because he's got a cool business, hasn't he? And he's a cool guy, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I enjoyed speaking to Andy Hawkins. He's yes. a bee leader. He and, wears great um, shirts. He does wear great shirts. He also talked about um, how he helps companies to become B Corp certified. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had a great chat with Tim Maiden who helps businesses measure and reduce their environmental footprints. He's the smartest person I've ever met. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, we also talked to some great business owners, um, Rebecca Kimber from Create. Um, That was really interesting. She talked about how to reduce the footprint of your website, which is something Mm -hmm. that a lot of people don't consider or don't often consider. Okay, so since the first series is finished, we have actually become a B Corp. It Yay. was it was your project, so why don't you tell us about what that process was like and what it means to you? So yeah, it was it took maybe about fourteen months for us to complete, and we actually did it with the help of Andy Hawkins, who we talked talked with on the last series of this podcast. Um, Andy's a bee leader and just gives like a bit of extra support to businesses. Um, undertaking the bee impact assessment. But yeah, I think it was actually a really enjoyable experience. And I think as a company, we've grown a lot through through doing it. Um, it's, it's taught us a lot. It's helped us evolve mm. in a lot of ways. Um, and being a B Corp means we've joined this community of other incredible businesses who all choose to use business as a force for good. Mm. Um, I think um, there has been a bit... Um, a little bit of bad press around B Corp uh, recently, and I, I've certainly spoken to people um, that that have been a little bit negative about it. But from my perspective, I think it's been really, really powerful for a small business because, um, I mean, firstly, we're small; we want to grow, we want to engage with bigger, uh, bigger and more companies, and having a, a trust badge and accreditation really helps. But secondly, I found that it gave us like a framework. It gives us like a framework to actually build a better business. It helped us manage people better, helped us do you know feedback sessions better with our staff, and it definitely helped us kind of align people's people's purpose. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I I guess if you're a bigger company, or you know, I guess if you've already addressed a lot of these things, um, such as you know staff well-being, getting all your governance in order, perhaps B Corp might not be something you need to look at. But for us, I mean, it really helped us get all of our ducks in a row. Mm. Um, I, I think there's another side of it, though, that's, you know, you we actually had to make that um, that legal change where we, we had to change our articles of association to include consideration to all stakeholders in our decision making. Um, so what this means is that we are now legally required to consider, you know, our employees, our community and the planet in every mm. decision we make. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's a big deal. And I think it's really important because it it cements that throughout the company, through every mm-hmm. decision you make. Um, 
with your your point about bad press i think um i don't know i've i've i haven't really experienced that i think you're always going to get the odd company that that maybe doesn't follow the rules as such i mean if you take brewdog for instance they yeah, they Brewdog's actually lost their example, yeah. b corp certification or decided it wasn't for them but you know i think you're always going to get companies like that you no one's it's, it's never going to be a one size fits all approach and i think Another great thing about B Corp is it it puts you in this community of other like-minded businesses. I think that's been yeah. great for us. Yeah, I, I noticed um, since since we got the accreditation, there's been quite a lot of businesses reaching out to us um, who are thinking about going on the journey and becoming a B Corp, or maybe they just they just want to learn more about it. And what I've noticed is, especially with small businesses, but even with bigger um, organizations that I've been speaking to, a lot of a lot of people running them they kind of they're kind of like oh we should probably do something about our impact and they don't really know what to do and i always say to people well this is great because here's a an organization and they've like they've they've built a simple framework for you to follow um to to start looking at your impact and addressing it um and i think that's good because i think it's easy to waste time and money on all sorts of random initiatives Mm. um so yeah, when I, whenever I speak to anyone, I say, do it, become a B Corp. Even if you're not trying to reduce your impact, if you've got a small business and you want to make it a bit bigger, just do it for the framework to try and have a, a stronger team and a yeah, well, remember it's, business. It's people and planet, isn't it? So it looks at every sector of your company. You're, you're assessed on your, say there's um, five sections, governance, workers, uh, community, environment and customers mm-hmm. um i think the framework might be changing soon if it hasn't already but um you know that it really does rigorously assess you throughout every part mm. of your company and i think that's that's a really great thing it, like you said it's not just um and it's some kind of environmental certification it's it, it looks at you as an overall business and mm. and it's ongoing as well mm. you know just because we've got the b corp certification it's not this isn't just like, yep, tick that box and and walk away from it. And this is something now that I look at constantly. You know, every month yeah. I'm looking at, you know, what can we improve in this section? Um, what do we need to work on next? That's interesting. I think the continual um, improvement aspect is good as well for businesses because you know you need to be developing if you've got a company and you want to you want to just at least survive, yeah. let alone thrive. You need to be constantly developing and finding new things to do. Um, I, I did find that um, I kind of the way I see it when I speak to different businesses every day is I feel like I feel like a lot of a lot of leaders or the people running businesses, they kind of think, oh, OK, this is great. We want to reduce our impact. You know, they might be a plastics manufacturer or they might be a, a, a food company, but they think I want I want to find a way to reduce my impact. And I noticed it's quite a struggle to to get your staff on board with that. And to and to get people to understand like what are we going to do and how, um, and again I think that I think having a, a simple framework to follow and and it's almost like a story to bring with your to, to bring to your staff and say we want to be part of this movement because we want to stand for these principles. Um, I think it's an effective, an effective yeah, way think, to do that. I think a lot of that comes down to culture as well, um, but this is definitely 
helps cement that. I think if, if you can get this across to your team and, and, you know, obviously you have to get your team on board. This is a whole company thing. This isn't just, mm. this isn't just something that one person or a, a team in your company can do. This is something yeah. that has to be kind of woven into the fabric of your company. I think that's the, I think that's the thing. Cause I think most businesses out there in society, they're not impact companies and they didn't they didn't fact they didn't create people didn't create their businesses maybe to, to to be an environmental company or to have a positive impact they created them out of necessity or because they wanted to have a business and um but i think obviously we're starting to go through a bit of a transition where every company actually does have to look at their impact mm. and every company in a way does have to try and be an environmental company um and i think that's the challenge is trying to get from here to here is hard yeah. and trying to get all your staff on board, especially if you've got a small business, because in small businesses, you, typically you get people, they just turn up because they need a job and they don't they don't turn up with a purpose. Yeah. I mean, I think I think there are loads of benefits, though, to, to even smaller businesses during this process. I mean, um, one of the things that we found is that it's helped us attract um, great employees as well and helped, helped us keep mm-hmm. good employees. Mm-hmm. Um because I think, you know, everybody comes to work to earn money. But I think it's it's definitely true that the younger generation are now looking for more purpose in in their jobs. Um, yeah, I think I think people, I think I think people are starting to demand more from the the brands that they buy from and yeah. and, and advocate for, and and I think businesses are starting to understand that. Um, but we're finding, yeah, the, the the better people in society, the better talent pool for a business. They want to work for those kinds of companies, and they see that trust badge, which which might appear superficial to some people, but they see that trust badge and they think, oh, this could be a great place to work because it stands for these principles. So yeah, I think it's I think it's been a really powerful thing for our our little um, business, and uh, yeah, what were the negatives? becoming a b corp there must have been some negatives for you um i mean it it was quite quite time consuming <laughs> so there was obviously a lot of paperwork involved um i tried to delegate as much to you as right, possible yeah thanks uh, um, leadership skills <laughs> i think again though that probably depends on the company um it's funny because I'm actually, like I said, I speak, I speak to businesses every day and a lot of them are thinking about this or trying to do it. And whenever I'm in that situation and I speak to the person that's doing it, they're like, they're telling me about all the headaches they've got yeah. <laughs> and the stress. I mean, to be fair, it's not it's not so much like you have to do this paperwork for, for B Corp. Mm-hmm. It's more like this is... Um, so you have to you have to the first step is to go online and fill in the B Impact Assessment and it's mm-hmm. a set of questions... And then you obviously want to start gathering your evidence, you mm. know, to show how you've answered these questions. There's about 200 questions. And um, the, this this evidence is really just what you should have anyway for your mm. business. So exa- for example, you know, you'll have all your, all your different policies for things. Mm. You'll have um, environmental tracking in that area. You'll send out um, surveys to your suppliers or your customers and... A lot of this stuff is just stuff you should be doing as mm-hmm. a company anyway. So, you know, as we're quite small, we we were doing a lot of great things, but we just hadn't quite mm-hmm. got our paperwork up to date mm-hmm. and in line with a lot of these things or we weren't doing them regularly. And so it took a, a, a big amount of time to kind of get us up to date and get it all sorted. But, you know, as long as you keep on top of it going forward, it's not mm-hmm. such a big headache. 
So I think I think that initial bit is hard, but it but because it's it's really your business that you're doing this for, it definitely improves the running of your business and it, it makes you a better business having yeah. gone through that. You know, you you definitely rather have all your ducks in a line and have everything sorted out rather than just carry on haphazardly yeah, as you are. <laughs> it's good practice. Um yeah, and there's some great businesses part of the B Corp community as well. Um, yeah, I think um, so. At this time, there are around 1,400 B Corps in the UK. I think. Mm. I think they're hoping to get to 1,500 soon. I can't remember how many globally there are. <laughs> it's something like six or seven thousand, maybe. But yeah, there's some great companies such as Patagonia. Um, That's a cool business. Innocent, Ben yeah. Jerry's. Um, reuse a box pucker mm-hmm. tea, the tea bags um yeah reuse a box obviously mm-hmm. everybody's <laughs> no, favorite there's, there's some really great companies and yeah i think that's that's one of the greatest things you know being part of of that community um we've, which we've um, already mentioned um, you know we've we've also uh had the pleasure of dealing with some some other b corp businesses and um I definitely noticed that you you said it to me actually like when we've had meetings with them and there's a very positive like how can we help how can we work together mm. kind of undertone to the meetings and uh yeah I think I think that's a delight isn't it to yeah to, to I mean be in that they do arena. there is a stat somewhere that says companies who are B Corps do perform better and do achieve more than standard companies and I I don't know whether that's a combination of things. I, I definitely think the community must help. Well, it's um, an investment in your business, isn't it? It's, yeah. I mean, it's a significant investment, really, um, because it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time to run a business properly and to invest in people. And to invest in the planet is something that you don't actually have to do as a business. Mm. So I think I think when, when you get companies that have spent time doing that, um, they really care about their company and their organisation and their product, and they care about their customers. And that's probably why it's probably not the B Corp certification that does it. It's just the fact that these these uh, good quality business people and good quality companies want to be part of this accreditation because it stands for something. Um, yeah. Yeah. So if you're thinking of becoming a B Corp, sign up. <laughs> <laughs> and um, another great thing we've done recently is we've joined 1% for the Planet. Yes. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, yeah, 1% of our revenue, which is a huge commitment for any business. Um, 1% of our total sales, um, we now reinvest into environmental and social projects. You could say donate, but I like to think of it as reinvest because I yeah. think we're doing something good with the with the money and obviously it's it's something good for the planet. Um, yeah, we, so... Well, do you want to explain what we're, <laughs> yeah. what we're yeah, investing sorry. in? No, so as what, members of 1%, um like you said it it also means that our charitable giving will now be certified and it ensures that your donation our indo- donations are invested in the smartest of ways mm. and i think that's a really great thing because when we initially thought you know it'd be great to start giving back and it'd be great to start planting trees um you know this kind of thing mm. we it was really hard to decide what kind of charity we should support um, you know, should we do a UK-based one? Should we do one abroad? You know, how do we know which is the yeah, best how, one? Yeah, to... how, how do you know which one's using the money? 
yeah most efficiently and doing doing a good thing for it and and unfortunately there are there are probably more organizations out there that are not doing such a good job with your money and maybe not funding as positive uh, projects than well than i don't are. know but the great thing about 1% is that it does certify that giving and um and it ensures that it it, it goes to the places you know where where it's most needed mm-hmm. um so through that we found our partners Eden reforestation projects mm. and um we are currently planting trees through through mm. that organization um so far we've planted 78,000 trees or just mm. over but we are planning to plant a million by 2030 yeah well at this is, rate we'll, we'll probably get there ahead of schedule yeah. i think um yeah we've, i mean good. yeah it's, it's pretty early days and it, we've already planted nearly 100,000 so yeah that's really exciting and i i think for us because there's lots of stuff obviously there's it's only a small amount of money that we that we have available to to donate and there's lots of great um organizations out there but i was really impressed with eden mm. actually um i, I loved the hearing about the the, the the social impact that it has and yeah. um, i think for us uh reforestation is probably an important thing to try and support because obviously what we do cardboard boxes is is obviously having a, a negative impact mm. on on the environment you know it is causing uh, yeah. deforestation and 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 planting trees uh i think is probably still one of the the best methods we have for drawing carbon out of the atmosphere and and it's nice to it was so nice to hear about they were talking about the um in in areas of africa where is it where where we're planting um, so we plant trees um in kenya i think and malaysia at the, the moment two projects there mm. So they were saying, like in certain areas, you've got uh, these are the areas that are worst affected by by climate change, and where they've had in in some uh, instances, you know, the the ecosystems have started to collapse. Some of those areas, and and this is where um, not only are they tree planting, but you've got whole communities that have developed um, around around the tree planting work. You've got tens of thousands of people that now have jobs, and these are people that that maybe never had jobs. Uh, in ever in the first people in their families to ever have jobs and have disposable incomes and access to healthcare and education and and uh, and it was nice to hear that you've got little businesses sprouting up with this community yeah. around reforestation so for me i just thought wow this is brilliant you know we, we actually get to address the problem with our industry we actually get to try and attack that and have a positive impact and then the wider social thing yeah i just think it's cool and i think also by empowering those communities you know their job is to um, look after those trees mm. and, and ensure that they survive there is a much higher chance of those trees surviving because obviously a huge worry with mm. tree planting projects is that the trees don't survive and that yeah that, that is obviously a concern i think you know tree planting is great everywhere but you obviously have to make sure you plant the right trees in the mm. in the right locations and, and they get looked after i know like if you, if you can compare it to the uk um a lot of the projects going on you, you you tend to get a lot of um corporate volunteering mm-hmm. days where you get you know you can go and plant trees and it's mm. all great fun and you can go and have your picture taken but you know what happens after you've had your picture taken next to your newly planted tree you know you, you you'd hope and i'm sure in the vast majority of cases they are looked after but um i think when it's somebody's full-time job mm. to ensure these trees are looked after and, and maintained and, and they're on site and they're there um i think they have a much higher chance of survival yeah and tree planting that sort of a thing that you know 
there are some negative things said about it as well. Like mm. it has, it almost has a, a bit of a, a bad rep at the moment. You know, a lot of people think it's, or it's starting to get a bit of a reputation of being a bit greenwashy even. Um, in fact, it would be pretty cool to try and get somebody on uh, from some of those organisations on the podcast to try and talk about it in a bit more detail. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll have to see what, what happens in uh, <laughs> over the next series. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it would be very interesting. Um I think ultimately, you know, at the moment, our best solution to try and draw down carbon from from the atmosphere is through trees. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it's better to protect protect existing ancient forests rather yeah. than plant new ones. But when you think about how high deforestation rates are, you know, mm. we lose, you know, billions of trees every year. I can't remember the stat now. Three um, billion. Three strat- billion. Stat- I think that's just strat- for the for the packaging <laughs> industry, isn't it? uh for the so, for, for the paper industry yeah so, when you think about yeah what we what we cut for everything what we use for everything else um you know it's so high that we have to stop putting those trees back we can't mm. just say well you know we, we can't just forget about it it's got it's got to be yeah it needs investing in Okay, so yeah, so one percent for the planet <laughs> is is one percent enough? That obviously we had. Oh, I mentioned to you, I had a large corporate client, and I told them that if they worked with us, you know, some of the revenue that we're generating is funding these projects. And I told them it's one percent, and they said, "Oh, well, that's that's not much, is it?" Yeah, I guess I guess it doesn't sound like much when you put it when you say one percent. Um, I think it's a huge commitment for any business, is yeah. my opinion. I, I would love to be able to fund more, and I, and I hope that we can, and I, I think we can well, as it, an organisation. Yeah, I mean, it's also, I think the whole reason 1% for the planet was um, set up was, um, so I think one of the founding partners was the founder of Patagonia mm-hmm. and another person, I can't remember their name off the top of my head, but the, the reason they did it was that they wanted... They wanted to help companies um, make a commitment to environmental mm. giving. So, you know, in the past, I think Patagonia started off by by giving, say, a large percentage of their profits. Mm. So that they might have given, say, 50% of their profits mm. to environmental charities. And, um, you know, that sounds great, doesn't it? What they found was that other companies would make a similar uh, promise and they would say, we're also giving 50%. Of our profits, but what we know about profit is that you can manipulate those oh, figures. Okay. It's a bit academic. So isn't you it, can say, "Oh, I've I've hardly made any profit this year, yeah. so we've we've not been able to give much money." Yeah. Whereas when you give one percent of sales revenue, you know, there's almost nowhere to hide. Mm-hmm. You can't manipulate those figures, and so it's actually a much bigger commitment. You know, we still have yeah. to give one percent of our sales revenue, even if we don't make a profit. Yeah, and that's even if we make a loss. Like yeah. that's huge, isn't it? That's a huge commitment. So yeah. I completely disagree with anyone who says it's not yeah. a big commitment. Yeah, it's smart actually. And again, a bit like with the B Corp thing, you know, it's like having that trust badge, you know, like having yeah. that um having that trust badge behind you, I think means a lot more than just a, a brand saying that they're that they're giving some money towards some good yeah, causes. Yeah, well it it shows that we're serious about giving back to the planet. Mm. And um for us, being part of it shows that, you know, we can find partners to give out our money mm. to, and we know that they're going to do the right things with the money. We know that it's not just going to get, you know, yeah. wasted. Yeah, and again, a bit like the Peacock thing, um, I think again, like it, it can be quite hard if you're if you're a company and you want to start donating some money to charity or trying to fund good good causes. 
um, it can again be a bit of a minefield knowing where do you go mm. and how do you know whether you know how much money goes to to fund this how much doesn't um, and again with one percent I I did feel like it was a, a nice easy way for us to to do that and to do that and know that we're that we are funding good projects and working with reputable companies. Okay, so what do you see um, the next steps now for Reusabox? Yeah, I think that I think the future for us is about collaboration. And over the last year, 18 months, we really have moved away from being a box company, like all the other box companies that sells businesses, businesses cardboard boxes, to becoming more of a, a community project. Um, and I think it's I think it's re- a really important part of, of addressing climate change. Um, is going to be around businesses working together to use society's resources more efficiently. Um, And in our own little way, we can have a big impact. So we've got thousands of businesses now that we work with. And I think trying to bring them together, trying to collaborate and trying to trying to expand that, um, really trying to make this a force for good. And I think every business should do that, regardless of whether you're an impact company, whether you're an environmental company, whatever you do, who doesn't want to talk to your neighbour and work together and, and be more efficient. Mm. Um, I always think it's stupid how I feel like when we go to school these days, like, or, or when, when we, I feel like the, the education system is, it teaches us, conditions us to like sit down and, uh, you know, look at the board, don't talk to your neighbour, speak when spoken to kind of thing. And I actually think it's really dumb. And I think a lot of business business owners run their business like that. Mm. You know, they hate the competitor. They don't talk to them. They don't collaborate. Um and yeah, I, I, I think, think that's the future, you know. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I think it's exciting. And I think, um, you know, working together, we're so much stronger, you know, especially from a from a small business perspective. You know, you alone you can achieve a little, but together, you know, you can do when, so much more. When you do it well, like uh, the result is greater than the sum of its parts. Mm. Um, and also, like we've started to do this now and it's working, but we're actually having fun with it. Yeah. You know, like I think so many people, it's, it's easy to fall into the trap of going to work and getting stuck in that nine to five grind and not having fun. Yeah. And, you know, if you actually take time to listen to people and, and work together and, and be inquisitive, you know, like... It, yeah, we, we can have fun, you know, like on this podcast, the funnest <laughs> podcast on Spotify. <laughs> so remember to subscribe. And anywhere else you get your podcasts. Yeah. So are you excited about all the guests we've got I'm coming so on? I'm so excited. Um, I'm so excited. Who have we got coming don't, on? Don't give it away. We're not giving it's it away. Surprise. I'm very excited about the surprise guests. So yeah, people will have to stay tuned. Stay to... tuned. We'll be putting out an episode every week. It's going to be the highlight of your week, better than all the other podcasts. Remember to subscribe, and we hope this has been of your, your while. while. <laughs> and if you want to find out some more, check out reusabox.co.uk forward slash of your while. Yes. <laughs>